Welcome to the Hell Froze Over podcast. I am your host, Selena Shanti. My intention is simple. Connection. And welcome to this week's episode of the Health Rolls Over podcast. On this week's menu of the podcast, we'll start off with a segment called Three Things. Come along with me to the land of make believe, part two of my interview with Jeff on New Brunswick, a life lesson, final thoughts. I'll let you know how you can send me an email or a voice message and let me know about your Health Rolls Over story and a sneak peek a Friday's mini solo cast. So let's get started. What a life. On this week's segment of Three Things, I wanted to share with you three podcasts that I personally listen to. The first one is called 10% Happier. 10% Happier is hosted by Dan Harris. Since 2003, Dan has been on a quest to become 10% happier. He talks with eminent meditation teachers, top scientists, and even the odd celebrity on how they not only create happiness in their life, but how they accept difficult emotions and make them more manageable and less overwhelming. The second podcast is called The Darren Olian Show. You may know Darren Olean from the show Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Darren is the host of the podcast and he curiously explores people, solutions, and health, as well as fatal conveniences, which is a segment on the show uncovering modern day flaws and challenges that might be undermining our health and our environment. The third podcast is called Happen to Your Career and it's hosted by Scott Anthony Barlow. I personally have worked with the Happen to Your Career company, and I hope in the future I will be interviewing Scott or one of some of his team members to share this amazing program with you. The Happen to Your Career team are on a quest to change how the world does work. They help high performers discover their ideal career and make it happen. They can start with you. Hope you check these out. Hey everyone, welcome to part two of my interview with Jeff. Uh, we also have another special guest, our dog Jack, who is sitting in the background. So you may hear some noises here and there, but uh, you know, that's just the way it is sometimes. So, so Jeff, let's talk a little bit about like maybe a little more detail of some of the places that we uh, visited or we found out about through um, some of the local people. How about, how, do you, how does that sound? Sounds great, but I think first I need to make an apology here to a couple of people. Oh, oh, yes. okay. Yes. Tell me more. I um, I misspoke with regards to um, oh, yes, St. John. Yes. Yes. I actually referred to it as St. John's, uh, being the Newfie and me coming out. 
um, when I should have said actually the word St. John. So Denise and Stuart, I know you're probably listening to this. I do apologize sincerely that I got that <laughs> wrong. Um, I am working on that. <laughs> and remember, any noises in the background are from Jack. <laughs> so why don't we start with Minister's Island? And I'll give a little bit of history on Minister's Island, and then we can maybe give some of our own personal uh, mm-hmm. reflection on it. So Minister's Island is thankful, like for us, it was only about five hour, five hour, five minute drive um, from our place. And it's a 500 acre maritime tidal island. And it's actually designated um, as a Canadian Heritage Time Capsule and Wildlife Management Park. In the past, it was occupied by the Passamaquoddy First Nation. It was settled by loyalists seeking a new beginning and summer estate of the entrepreneurial industrial artist and Canadian nation builder, Sir William Van Horn. Experience, you can experience a drive across the ocean floor and be amazed at the historical um, architecture and different innovations. Um, you can also enjoy some uh, recreational activities along the scenic waterfront, and there's also some really great walking trails. Jeff, you remember when we went to Minister's Island, I think twice, mm. and the first time we had no idea, you know, what we, what, what it was and, yeah. and because we, you know, we were kind of new there. So what was, how did you feel about Minister's Island visiting there and kind of seeing what it was like? It was unique because the old structures, they've really kept them up. I mean, one of the barns had to be rebuilt, but they rebuilt it just like they basically, I guess they had it from the past. Um, just the, the architecture of the day and, and just seeing some of the things, I mean, hey, I enjoy to eat. I like food. I mean, going into the kitchen on that main house there, like, holy <laughs> yeah. jumping. Yeah, I think it was 50 rooms or something like that. Something like, like that. that, yeah. But um, I, I think the drive over is one of the coolest things because you are on the ocean floor. Um, the thing that really stuck out to me about it was when we went back at high tide. And that driveway mm-hmm. or that roadway was completely underwater. Yeah. And within three hours before that, we were coming back across. So, yeah. Um, that was really kind of interesting to see that happen. There's there's a lot of buildings on the property. And I think our favorite one was the, the 50 room um, mm. estate because oh. of how it's been kept up. And yes, that was Jack in the background. So my <laughs> apologies. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that we found out when we were when we did a little tour is we found out that that the province of of New Brunswick has actually taken over ownership of Minister's Island just mm-hmm. to keep the keep it as a Canadian heritage um, because it's gone through a few owners and we found out that people were previous owners were starting to sell some of the historical pieces which you know that was uh, something you know you can't bring those pieces back so we would highly recommend if you go to New Brunswick to um, to go to Minister's Island uh, another place that we we went to or we actually um, drove past and then we ended up uh, just taking some pictures with St. Croix Island and it it's an actual it's actually an international historic site mm-hmm. so in the U.S. it's a it's identified as a in the U.S. and Maine, it's uh, identified as a, as a historic, um, international historic site, which we did f- see, uh, it, we, ex- we were able to get some amazing views there. And there's a lot of history, but what was your impression of St. Croix Island? For, the history was really the most impressive part of it. Um, I mean, right from the roadway, they've got a little parquet and they've got all these different plaques that you can read a lot about it and just how many people had actually utilized that island whether it was in war or whether it was just uh, discoveries or whatever, 
um, that seemed to be like a main a main location. So it was really neat to read all that. And the views, the views were just incredible. incredible. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, places that um, oh, actually, before we go to one of the places that we 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 used to eat a, um, eat at a lot, um, mm. I'll talk about. I wanted to talk about whale watching a little bit, mm. and uh, we we did. Um, well, watching once, and it was in August, so it was it was really beautiful, and it was a great time to go. Um, the place that uh, hosted us and about thirty five other people for whale watching on the day that we went was uh, Island Quest um, whale watching, and what we thought was, what I thought was pretty cool was that they had mar- marine biologists uh, as well as the captain on the on the on the. Uh, sorry, on the whale watching uh, ship with us or boat with us. And they, not only did we see whales, we actually were able to see all types of wildlife. What was your favorite part, Jeff? Or what did you feel about the, how it was organized or the whole experience of the whale Oh, watching? it was really good. I mean, we got lucky because we had a really nice day to go out. I mean, we weren't dealing with rough seas or anything like that. So it was really nice. Um, the seals. That, yeah. that was pretty neat. Yeah. Because there's, so many different sizes of seals and everything else. I mean, right in front of our place, we see the harbor seals. Um, you know, so going out and seeing some of the other ones, like, don't, sorry, you kind of caught me off guard because I don't remember the names. <laughs> However, um, and the whales. I mean, that was really cool. We didn't see the big whales, but we saw what? Minky whales. And uh, we also were able to see some other wildlife. And I thought, like, also what was interesting is you know when you go whale watching you don't realize after an hour how the depth of the water changes so quickly mm-hmm. like you go from you know like you're at the at the pier and then all of a sudden you look and you're like 144 uh you know there's 144 feet of water below you mm-hmm. and uh some just some of the views that we were able to see i mean we did like a three and a half hour um tour and there's there's lots of other um companies i mean uh, we did um did our tour with Island Quest Marine, but there's so many of them there. And, you know, if you're adventurous, you can go in smaller boats. Uh, Our boat probably could hold about 35 people. So uh, for me, I get a little seasick at times. So I was, I was totally fine. Uh, We got to see some of the uh, herring weirs. I had never heard of herring Mm -hmm. weirs before I went to New Brunswick. And you want to talk a little bit about what herring weirs are? Yeah, it's just the old way they used to actually catch herring and, and, I think there was another one they said sardines i think they they do the same idea and uh it's just a really neat setup with a lot of sticks and nets that they put in, into the water at low tide and then when high tide comes in the herring go in and they just get trapped inside the the large net uh the way they've got it set up um to get into explain it would probably take me a little while because mm-hmm. it is rather i mean it's interesting when you see it and to try to explain the visual of it is difficult so yeah no thank you um so let's talk about food we where do begin? Where, where do we begin with food? There are so many options with food. I recently, um, this, actually this year, I um, stopped eating gluten and uh, dairy for health reasons, and I was a little nervous at first going to uh, not to New Brunswick, but more where our our cottage is because I wasn't sure what was available there, and so we did take a few things with us, and um, what was really um, wonderful to find out is when there's a health food store uh, called Spice Box Cosmetables, which was about 10 minutes away from our place that had not only gluten-free options, dairy-free options, but just all types of health, health products. And, you know, whether you're nut-free or 
you don't eat nuts or or um, or drink milk. It just and it had uh, all types of sandwiches and and fresh seafood and fresh seafood and uh, all type you know types of meat mm-hmm. from locally uh, sourced meat. And we found out from the owner um, that uh, so the partial owner, her and her brother, run um, both run stores similar stores um, in two different towns in the area, um, thanks to their parents um, uh, moving from from Montreal and them opening these stores to, not only just for um, health reasons, but they really love the area. So they kind of combine their passions there with the love of of New Brunswick and of uh, health, healthy eating. Another place that we, a couple places, uh, two or three other places we'll just mention is um, Jeff actually discovered a place called the Clam Digger when he was doing some research on uh, gluten-free options for me in the area. And we actually um, drove to Clam Digger, I think the first day or the second day we were there. And again, it was like five minutes from our, our place. And mm-hmm. it's in a, a really cool trailer and the seafood, you can get seafood platters, all kinds of uh, what do Hamburgers, you hot dogs, you know, it's kind of like your bar food, but they really specialize on local seafood as much as they can. Yeah, like there was a seafood platter we were oh. able to get that had scallops and shrimp and haddock and, yeah. you know, and a and, and fries. The fries were, were really good. And clams, of course, because Don't it's called Clam Digger. <laughs> um, so that's another place we would highly recommend. And again, if you're gluten free, there's, there's lots of options there. Mm-hmm. The salmon burger you had. Yep, the salmon the burger. Um, and the um, they did a, a grilled chicken burger. And again, mm-hmm. they had gluten free buns. Yeah. One of the things that we wanted to do is exper- we also we wanted to experience the restaurants, but we also wanted to, you know, um, buy some of the local produce and some of the, the local meat. And uh, one of our neighbors on the bay told us about a place called Terry's Beef and More. And uh, again, it's not a place that most uh, tourists would go at more uh, because it's about 15 minutes away from where our cottage is. It's and, the next town over mm-hmm. in St. George. And uh, what was your... Uh, um, how did you feel when you first walked into? Because t- we didn't have at first, we weren't sure, right? What would like what it would be? Would it be like here? And then we walk in, and it's like. So you put a guy who likes food, loves barbecue, loves to cook barbecue, and think of it as putting a child into a candy store, <laughs> putting me into that store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was amazing. I was uh, very excited to be in there. Um, great group of people that are in there. Great people we talked to. Um, just to get the history on their meat, everything they bring in is local um, and and fresh cut. I mean, I was very surprised. We ordered a couple times to get a couple of steaks, and the gentleman went to the to the showcase and didn't like what he saw there, so he went to the back and just grabbed a, a side of beef and started cutting off mm-hmm. uh, a couple of ribeyes for us. So, um, no, it's just a really really unique old time butcher type of store that uh, you just the products are fantastic yeah and i think again we in the previous episode we talked about customer service mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the places that you go to you don't necessarily know who the owner is and who the people who work there because everybody you know um cooperates like mm-hmm. they, as if they're the owner because you know that's you know because of the people who come in yeah that's why they you know have the the jobs that they have and not just the jobs they really seem to really enjoy what they do which yeah. is which is really which yeah. is really great the last place i wanted to talk about briefly and um 
and I know this uh, had a had a special place in in, a, in in our heart because we we found a local um, a local I don't know what to call her I'm gonna say an artist because um, and I will be um, having uh, her name is Lauren I will be having Lauren on a future episode of um, the podcast um, Lauren has a company called the Fundy Foodie and she creates beautiful platters uh, and they're personally curated for any gathering so if you have an anniversary a birthday uh, any type of event just want to go for a picnic something like that Um, Lauren has a health rose over story that I won't I won't say too much here but um, that I'll let her say it on the on the podcast but we found Lauren's uh, fundy foodie um, site on Instagram and we fell in love with her platters Mm -hmm. and we ordered um, we first ordered a picnic box from her and again we were not sure about gluten-free and dairy-free options and what did you think of the uh, so, the I mean, picnic box well right off the bat just you talking about the emails the communication that you had with Lauren mm-hmm. and, and how she was very okay would this be okay is this okay like she was very attentive to your dietary restrictions and obviously I don't have any um, so I'll take all the gluten from you but that's okay <laughs> But uh, no, she was great because she curated it towards both of us. Mm-hmm. So that that's something you don't see very often. It's usually here's what I offer, and yeah. but to have that option, that's fantastic. The options were great, and then, and again, w- w- when we when I talk to Lauren, you can um, you can uh, you can you will hear in her voice the passion that she has for creating these beautiful platters. Um, I will share just a side note that uh, Lauren is a marine biologist by day and, and she's the fundy foodie um, on her uh, time off or, you know, she um, she's it's running kind of she's she's fitting it in, which is which is amazing. And her story is, is really great. We also ordered a, a, a platter in October for uh, a special occasion that we had. And, and again, she got to know us a little bit more and we had never met Lauren. Uh, it's more just, you know, over text and uh, we were really looking forward to uh, interviewing her. But you know, we met just, her dad. We met her father. He's a great um, guy. But she uses locally, again, locally sourced meats, cheeses, um, vegetables, grows a lot of her own vegetables. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, to you meeting Lauren in the future. Any, any other last um, items you want to talk about New Brunswick? There's so many things that we can talk about, but is there any other places that maybe I missed that we wanted to highlight? Well, one of the things that we did find is down by uh, the other national, the other historic site there, the round, not the roundhouse, the, I can't remember what it's called now, the box house, the military compound. The brick, the brick house. The brick house. There mm-hmm. we go. Roundhouse, box house, one of the three. <laughs> Anyhow, there's actually, when the tide is down, it's actually really neat because there's a bunch of little rocks that you can go out and you can stand on. Um, as you go out, it's like a little beach there. But if you get it right with the tide, you can actually go down there at sunset. Um, and it's just really neat to walk out there. I found that was really, yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, and that's right at the end of the Water Street, I think it is, in St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. No, I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed our... Um, you know this little journey of our you know purchasing our place and and um just hearing our stories i mean we have so many stories i'm sure for the future and if you have any um questions that you wanted to ask us about you know how we 
found out about New Brunswick or just different things, please uh, send me an email at selena.shanti at gmail.com. And uh, thank you so much again, Jeff, for joining me. And uh, I'm thank sure you. you'll be joining us, joining me again on a, on a future uh, on a future podcast. Maybe to talk about barbecue. <laughs> Look forward to that one. Thank you so much, hon. Hi, folks. Jeff here, Selena Shanti's husband. I yet am again doing another apology. As I said the wrong thing, it wasn't a, block, a brick house. It wasn't the round house. The actual name is the St. Andrew's Block House. So we were both wrong. We so both we wrong. wanted to correct that. So sorry, Denise and Stuart, again. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This week's life lesson is from the book called Making Conversation by Fred Dust. The book is a compilation of learnings from case after case that Fred has conducted with people who have made conversation happen. The book includes tips and tricks on how to navigate discussions that seem to be failing, usually difficult conversations. And the book has simple and sophisticated practices on how you can become more creative with your conversations. There are seven essential components in the book. He calls them the seven C's of creating a creative conversation. The seven C's are commitment, creative listening, clarity, context, constraints, change, and creation. I hope these seven components help you with your discussions going forward. Actually, conversations. Discussions and conversations are not necessarily the same thing. So, conversations. I hope you enjoyed this life lesson. Final thoughts. Maybe we can find a place to feel good and we can treat people with kindness find a place to feel good that's a verse from the song called treat people with kindness by harry styles it's one of my favorite songs i play it every morning to help me to get into a good vibe for the day and for the week ahead i hope that this song, not only the instrumental, if you listen to it in the future, if you listen to the verses, it's just a beautiful song about, you know what, let's treat each other with kindness and see what amazing things can be changed in the world. Doesn't cost anything, but the results of it are a change in somebody's mindset, just the way they treat other people, and who knows. So let's pay it forward with kindness. up on Friday's mini solo cast to help you flow into the weekend. It's that time of the year. I'll share with you some holiday gift ideas. Thank you for joining. What a life. <laughs>